let's just talk. We've been like, um, and, um, so we've, we've done a couple podcasts now. Um, so let's, we're just going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about Hedera first. Hedera, it might not be one that you've seen just because like we, we didn't feel super, it was, it was a, a really good talk, a really good debate, but it, it wasn't what we wanted it to be. So we, we might redo this one, Yeah. but I, I think it'd be good to talk a little bit about kind of do a little yeah. bit of a debrief as, as you could call it. Yeah. So we're going to call it sober analysis. Okay. <laughs> sober now. So, so like after these debates and done some of these, we'll, we'll end up doing sober analysis on these debates and really mm. just dive deeper into the topics, our opinions, and, and also maybe things that we could have done better in the debate, because let's be honest, our first couple of dates, especially from me, particularly were horrible. <laughs> horrible. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself, Connor. <laughs> And that's all right, you know. You know, it, it happens. But like, I think today I did way better. Than, like, it's a massive difference. Um, Big learning curve. Yeah, it is. Um, because like, like, I, we... I feel like, <laughs> like, okay. So I'll start. I'll start. I'll start off. Um, you know, we're talking about like what happened in like during the Hitler Hashref debate. So, um, when doing Hitler Hash Graph, um, it's the coin I hate the most. And it's not because I don't believe it's a good investment. Actually, these are big a- words. We just talked about the meme economy, and you're coming here saying Hedera is your most hated coin. Is that accurate? Is that your single most hated coin? Can I have, can I have that on uh, in writing? Probably yes. <laughs> well, the, the Doge community will will take that as a huge win. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's a bad investment. Actually, there's a lot of reasons why it's a good investment. I it's, it's more of a philosophical thing. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I don't like the fact that they can just change that was a takeout smart contracts whenever they want they can just change the uh, like reverse like certain transactions because of the governance structure that they have and it's just uh and i don't like the fact that it's open source like you know like binance smart chain is an example very centralized in its approach but at least they're open about everything i don't feel and i i don't feel like i know what i'm getting into with hedera i don't like the fact that they they are closed sourced I, and like these are just very philosophical reasons. And so like when it came time to do the debate, even though I did my research, or at least I did some of it, I mean, it was a, lot, a lot of it was last minute, but, I, but like I had good points. I just couldn't find myself to, to really debate well for it because look, we do, ran, we, it is actually random in terms of yeah. what side of the debate we get. <laughs> well, this is hey, not- Hedera was a good one. Cause like I, if, if you, if, if by some chance you heard, you heard our debate, maybe Connor will share the reveal or something. Um, I, I actually, I actually really like Hedera and Connor actually, you know, clearly this is most hated coin, <laughs> but uh, so we actually go different, the opposite sides of that are op- opposite sides of that one. And it, it was really funny because while Connor you know, was making good points for Hedera, what he was also doing is every time I made a bad point, he's like, yeah, 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 totally, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and so like it's, it's really unfair to the community for me to the because i didn't back it the way i should have backed it like even i don't i don't really like xrp but i would actually back it a lot harder than i did it at Hedera. like it actually i'd actually do a pro i'd actually do a, a proper job and so it's just like a lot of these philosophical reasons that, that i don't know why i hate it so much don't ask me but like i think there's like a level of honesty here in terms of like why we couldn't we can't uphold that debate because it's just not fair to the Hedera community. If I came in and backed it the best I could, and maybe I made a lot of mistakes, like I did like the Zcash debate. Um, yeah, that, that, that's okay. But 
not when I think I had other intentions. It's like, and it's just not good for our brand either for, for us to upload something like that. Um, it's, but it is important that we at least talk about these things because um, I think people want to know like at least who, who at least who the other person is in terms of like some of their views, especially in this space, because you want to understand it, like where they skew to and like maybe they're not viewing something else properly. And in this case with Hedera, hmm. I let my biases get the better of me. And so like it's de- just, de- yeah. De- debating is such a good format, like, because like by, by looking kind of in depth, the other side, like, even if you don't share that standpoint, you learn kind of more about the project. You learn kind of more about yours and you either become either more reaffirmed in your views or, or, or they're actually challenged. And that's a really good, that's, that's a really educated approach. Like rather than just going in, like rather than just, rather than just doing presentations on, on, a, on tokens, like, you know, we could, we could give presentations on tokens and just share all of our opinions and share all the articles and the re- research we've done to support our opinions. But that's just conserva- conservation bias. Cause you're going to watch our videos and we're going to tell, we're going to tell you how we feel and why we feel that way. And we're just, all of our research is just confirming that. And we're not coming at you, you know, with as educated as we could. So like a debate format is really good for that. Um, like when we did Hedera, you know, I, like I've said, I, I really like Hedera. Um, but I, I actually gained, gained some healthy skepticism th- throughout that. Um, I kind of, I, I learned a little bit about some of the limitations um, and while it didn't ch- did not change my my overall view, it, it gave me some more detail and some more context, which was really valuable. And that's what I hope to give to a lot of our listeners um, is by voicing both sides of the argument. You kind of come away a little bit more educated, not just uh, you know not just re- not just reaffirmed in your stance, but a little bit more educated for for the big picture. No, uh, yeah, no, that's for sure. Because like part of the goal is that like there was a couple goals with this whole debate format, like with our business, like we have this whole other website called blockchain files. Like originally we wanted to give out like some really good, great fundamental analysis, but the issue with doing it in this format and, and with all these articles is that it, it takes a lot of research and a lot of time. And so we needed to eventually find some more scalable models and this debate format one, it can be very entertaining as we get better. So it will keep your attention more. But, I, but the other thing is, is that it's supposed to be very educational and you're supposed to break down like the issues with these projects. And the other thing is, is that because it is actually random, it forces us, I know I didn't do it in the case of Hedera, but I have done it in the case of like Dogecoin. And as an example, um, where we have to try and fight for the other side. We have to try and learn about the other side and the other, and the other side of view, um, and the other views and, and really start to take that into consideration. And I think it'll actually make everybody a better educated investor over time. So that, like that, that, and that was the reason why we created this format in the first place. And I, I can say after today, we're definitely starting to get better at this whole debate format because if our first ones will be a little, our first ones, if you might've seen them already, they're probably a little ugly, but. Um, if you know, if you know more about public speaking than we do, you should leave us some comments because we, we will read them and we will, we will implement that. Yeah. So, but I, but yeah, I think, uh, but I do want to talk about like one particular topic about Hedera um, because it is built for for big conglomerate companies and the difference between trust and trustless and I I know during the debate you gave a really good point in terms of why a lot of big conglomerate companies would attach themselves to Hedera over other blockchain ecosystems. Yeah so I talked about you know 
one of the big selling points for, for Connor and I, and a lot of other people in the blockchain space is that it is trustless. You don't have to trust a bank or a central organization to have your back. You don't have to trust that, you know, the government's going to have your best interest or your bank's not going to close or, or a company's going to do well by you because it's in code. You know, you've got this, you've got the smart contract, you know, if, if the smart contract's been audited and you trust it, you trust that it will execute as expected uh, w- without bias. Um, and that's, you know, really appealing for, you know, people like Connor and I, um, but for big businesses, th- they've got kind of different incentives and different motivations and trustlessness doesn't necessarily appeal to big businesses. They want trust because they want to be able to plan for a worst case scenario. If they get into a situation where there's a hack or there's a smart contract that fails or something like that, they want to have a plan B. They want to know, okay, okay, what next? So we just had the Ethereum classic debate. And that was actually a really good example because, you know, Ethereum, when they hard forked, there was, there was a hack and the two camps split. The one camp said, hey, code is law. We're going to, we're going to keep that. And the other side says, uh, Hey, like, no, like this is bad for our brand. This is bad for the ecosystem. We're going to change that. And there's twofold for that. You know, you get to this kind of disagreement. Like if you have a big hack, this kind of disagreement can, you know, it can hurt, hurt the coin. And if you're invested in the coin, if a business is using a system, it can actually hurt them to have a hard fork, to have a disagreement, to have it split up, to like, to have their kind of their, their, their system break like this. The other thing is like, they don't want to re- rely on, on that, especially, you know, if, because if, if a company, you know, loses $3 million, like that, that's huge for a, for a company, but it's not a big deal for a lot of these blockchains. Like they're not going to rewrite the blockchain. Like that's not going to be enough to prompt an Ethereum hard fork. Um, they want to be able to trust somebody. They don't want to like be like, Hey, tr- this is trustless. And we're, you know, trusting that, you know, th- this decentralized community is going to have our best interest. And we're just going to trust like, we don't need to, like, there's no need for that trust because we believe in the, you know, blockchain. They don't want that. They, they want to trust somebody. They want to say, Hey, like we trust you. And if, it, and if this fails, we're coming after you. And Hedera does a good job of this because, you know, they've gone about this fully embracing the current legal system. They've, they've gone at this, not being like, Hey, we're going to replace the legal system with code. We're going to replace the government system with our own gov- government. We're going to replace all of these traditional, you know, infrastructure they what they've done really well is they've taken a lot of the technological innovations of blockchain and they said hey how do we make this appealing to business and they've taken all of that and they've made it work really well with current legal structures which with current government structures they've made it work really well with the current system so if if something happens on on the hedera system there is a central body that can change it and there are people that they can point fingers to and it does work with the legal system because if so if a corporation you know gets in trouble in the Hedera system, they can go to the courts, they can have the smart contracts reviewed. And if it's found in their favors, they're not trusting on, you know, the decentralized community to implement it. The, like they get a court order and the Hedera, Hedera system says, great, cool. We'll, we'll reverse it. We'll change it. We'll undo the smart contract. We'll do whatever we want because they can, that's within the scope. They don't have to rely on the community to support these changes. Um, and because of that reason, it's, it's really appealing and it's a really effective approach for big businesses. Um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, it does, it's not going to matter for consumers either. Because, you know, you or I, like we interact with like Visa like every single day or, or FPOS or all of these kind of big business applications. Um, and those biz, big business applications, if they want to, you know, use blockchains to underwrite their, their transactions or, or, or any part of their system, 
like a system like Hedera, where they, where they have these kind of controls, these kind of safe safeties in place where they can fall back on something they're familiar with it is really, really appealing. But, they've, they've, but what Hedera has done is they've targeted, they've targeted a different audience. They, and then because of that, they've gone about it a different way. And that's going to be really, you know, difficult to wrap your head around as a, as a retail, uh, like for, for, as a retail investor or a consumer, because, you know, so much of the is a, of decentralization is stepping away from these systems that aren't built for us. You know, the legal system favors those with money. It favors big corporations. And, you know, often government does as well. So, so much of decentralization is moving away from that, moving away from the, from the systems that were not built for us. But with these big corporations, these systems were literally built for them. These systems work for them. And they don't want to step away from that. They don't want to step in away from something that is built for us. That doesn't work well. Um, so that they want to be able to embrace both. They want to leverage the technological advantages of the blockchain. They want to leverage this, that kind of all, all, all the good stuff for them. They want to leverage what, what works, but they want to keep what, what they have now. And Hedera does a really good job. So I, I do believe in Hedera and I do like it. Not because I think, not because it has these great underlying principles, but they've, like, like we talked about kind of, I'm not sure if it was our last debate or, or it might've been offline. Uh, Connor and I kind of talked about um, what works in theory and what works in practice. And, you know, blockchain, I love the principles. Like we, we just had an Ethereum class, classic debate and I, I, I love the principles at Ethereum classic, but in practice, they're not, they're not, they're not doing anything about it. And you really need that, that both sides. Like you need the good theory and you also need the good practice. And while Hedera Hashgraph on paper, you look at it and say, hey, this, this doesn't match what we know about decentralization. This doesn't match like, what I like about decentralization. But to do what they want to do, to, to you know, target and bring in businesses to blockchain, they've gone about it a really practical way. And I have a lot of respect for that, even if it doesn't line up with all of the core values of, of the broader movement. I couldn't, you said that really well. Um, I think one of the topics I do, one of the other topics I do want to bring up about Hedera is compliance. Because while I was doing my research and making the arguments, I, I was amazed about like the compliance that they have and how it, how it will attract big conglomerates. Because right now, like I think Cardano might be the, in terms of, in terms of all the other blockchains might be the best in terms of compliance, but, I, but Hedera has really, really stepped up to the plate and they're actually like ahead of the game versus everybody else and compliance well, how, many, how many like big big law firms do they have on their governing council there's like multiple big big law firms on their governing council like they've been designed from the ground up to work with the with the legal system yeah and also like their amazing auditing tools and stuff um where things are just easy like there's certain things about it that oh yeah just... yeah even outside of like legal yeah they go on <laughs> no, but like the uh, the auditing um tools that make it really easy and cheaper for for companies to basically get their audits done and don't have to pay like this, this expensive third party and um and, and and just like compliance is hell like the, one of the biggest issues in the in the cryptocurrency space right now and why it hasn't taken off more is because like these big conglomerates or big corporations gotta stop using conglomerates here um have massive compliance departments. You know, there was like this whole talk about these uh, this $500,000 Bitcoin and during this bull run, and it's not likely to happen. Um, actually, it definitely won't happen at this point. Um, because, because we can't get the institutional investors. Yeah. The biggest- because there's so, it's, so, there's so many just compliance issues. Like, in, like 
institutions, whenever they kind of dip their foot in cryptocurrency, they're always walking this tightrope of what could happen. Because like, you know, governments can change, like the law could change. Like, how do they know that, you know, the Bitcoin that they've just received didn't come from Somali pirates? Like, there's all of these kind of questions, these gray areas where, you know, it could like, it could look bad on them. They could, they could get into trouble. They could lose money. And, it could, and compliance is really important to, to kind of helping fix that, kind of giving some because like, yeah. because the because the crypto space should have exploded more. Because if they were allowed to invest, um, to get to five hundred thousand dollars, these big institutions they would only have to invest mid, I think, mid single, low single digits or mid single digit percentages into Bitcoin in, in, in terms of their portfolio, and it would get to five hundred thousand dollars. So they wouldn't have to put up that much much to get there, and it's like a great hedge. And then they've been wanting to get into this market for so long. But their compliance departments keep telling them no, no, no. They did that. They want. They need a lot. And like Hedera, in terms of compliance, what for a company or for these big institutions, just does a phenomenal job. I do question in terms of like data integrity and to on on some on some of the stuff. But compliance, though, without a shadow of a doubt, they they're the best right now in the crypto space, or if you want to call them a cryptocurrency. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, gave it a little jab there. <laughs> And they fit the definition. They're a they're a weird money on the internet. I hate how they. Well, I'll be honest. I hate. I really don't like the fact that they call themselves truly decentralized while they're very centralized. Like they got to get rid of that marketing. And well, the, uh, the issue is, is like what is like what is decentralization? Like decentralization is a broad is is such a broad term. It's like it's like saying this is red, but there's so many different you know shades of red. Um, you know, like like the U.S. the U.S. Marine Corps right now is moving towards like a decentralized model where they can you know, operate in smaller groups across a broader, a broader area, um, and that that fits the definition of decentralization, even though it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, and you know, our like the the blockchain industry has really kind of adopted decentralization. So they hey, we're we're like this is decentralization, and this is what decentralization is. And so, no, like that's what decentralization is for you. But the decentralization isn't new and it's not even new in business. Like companies like Google, you know, have been using decentralization for ages. Like, you know, they've been spreading their server around the, their servers around the world. So if they have an electrical outage in one place or, you know, a, a breach in one place, it doesn't impact the rest of the system. They have multiple copies stored in multiple places. Like decentralization exi- exists outside of blockchain. And that's where it's tricky because, you know, Hedera is marketing themselves as decentralized. And while it doesn't fit our definition, it, I'm sure it fits theirs. Yeah. And I think when you're involved in the crypto space, though. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I guess I, you, I, you I, kind I, of have that context. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's a little hard to, to call them truly decentralized. Uh, maybe in the in the manner that you were describing, like in terms of like with, with Google and their servers. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree, but not, not in the crypto space. Yeah. So. And I guess like... They could compete more closely with like decentralized ledgers, like like Hyperledger or whatnot, that are being built by like uh, some of the, some of these other teams. Yeah, I think what's also opposed I don't, to I know blockchains. I was, yeah, I was also. Well, I guess I know it's, it's going to be the last thing, but there was also one other thing that I found very interesting. It's like how they're going to be able to interact with like CBDCs and um and Hyperledger. I mean, like a lot of the other blockchains will too. Um, but it seems like they're also a bit ahead in that that department too, um, and I don't know what like the, the true intrinsic value that will be in the future, but it, it will probably be very large, I would imagine. So, 
But yeah, I think uh, that's all we wanted to cover for Hedera for our sober analysis is we got to get through some other debates. So that we did. Okay, so we'll do our first debate, which was the fun, which I, it was a fun one at the start of this format, the Dogecoin debate that we did. So we'll do our then sober analysis. We, we, we recently filmed one on the meme coin economy. We covered some of Doge again. <laughs> okay, so when we did the Dogecoin debate, we did very little preparation, okay? We didn't even know if we were gonna upload it. This whole, we, we decided to debate Dogecoin just because it will be easy and we just wanted to see what this format was like. And by the end of it, we were really excited about the whole debate format. And, and so like, we're, so that's why we decided to upload it. Um, it was, there was not a lot of preparation, but it, but it also showed that, oh, we have a real product here. But I think one of the other things like about the debate that when I was doing the edit for it and I was just like, man, I could have nailed you at the end. Cause like you were saying, like you made a, you made a, like a critical error and I didn't catch it where you were talking about, uh, we were talking about like, you know, Dogecoin as like a, a, a currency, like some sort of like stable currency to some extent. And uh, they've got like inflation built in and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And then like, and then you were mentioning like, oh, there'll be other coins built on these blockchains. I'm like, hold up for a second. And like, because like they'll be on a private blockchain and with a lot more control. And I was just like, man, I can't believe they like, I completely missed this because like that was an area I could have like ripped into you. And like, yeah. if I, that explains like, yeah. also, are you, sorry, you're, talk, you're talking about Z- Zcash. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about uh, Dogecoin at the end of the debate, because we were talking about like, um, it was at the current, you know, Dogecoin being like a currency versus like, versus like other fiat currencies out there and why Dogecoin was a better option. I mean, let's be honest, it isn't, but I needed, I needed to defend Dogecoin in the debate. Are you, are you sure and, you're not talking about when we talked about Z, Zcash and I made the argument for, um, for wrapped, like wrapped coins on Zcash? No, that, no, that's something different. Um, I'm talking, we were talking about stable coins okay. uh, in, in that area. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um. And so the one thing is, is that you were ta- talking about these stable coins. And I realized with the context, we, you, th- you were kind of talking about like CBDCs without saying it. And I realized one of my biggest arguments during the debate was that we can't really trust these governments, the, the Federal Reserve, or, or because of, because of uh, was it, how much printing they've done and how much manipulation of our currency they've done. And like the prices have gone up. Com- uh, at the store, like when you buy lumber, or buy almond oh, milk, or whatever. Right. And I and, and I was and I was making the argument that like this creates trust, you know, like um, like like the fact that like there is no trust in the currencies right now. That's a, like that's a problem. But that, that like and cryptocurrency is the solution, and I don't think that governments are going to be necessarily oblivious to that. I think governments are going to you know take that and leverage it to uh, and look for ways to build trust. And cryptocurrencies are ways for them to build trust. Like, because we often we think of like, oh, like, you know, we, I think we come at things a little bit too libertarian sometimes when we're talking about cryptocurrencies, because, you know, we we're talking about like moving away from banks and governments because we don't trust them. And it's like, we're like, we're always going to have to deal with banks and governments. Like, never are we going to live, in, you know, in some aut- autonomous collective, to quote Monty Python, um, <laughs> where, where, where there's no government. Like, we're always going to have government and we're always going to have like banks. And if, if they're looking at cryptocurrency and they're saying, hey, like everybody's moving in this direction because they don't trust us, they're going to look for ways to regain trust. They're going to look for ways to build trust. And cryptocurrency offers a great solution 
for them. If, if they leverage community cryptocurrencies, if they, if they adopt cryptocurrencies and if they do it right, they can build that trust. And the great thing is, is if they do it wrong, we've got so many other options. Yeah. And the problem is that they're likely to do it wrong because um, they're going to be building on their own private blockchains, meaning they have control over everything and it's closed source. And we have built. And so, uh, I mean, I mean, we might see like a lot of developing countries put it on like blockchains such as Cardano, but in terms of like United States, Canada, Germany, China, I mean, China, look at what they've done with their yuan. I mean, it's, it's insane. They, 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 they switched to the digital yuan. It's become, and it's become weaponized. And so like, it's a very scary thought. And I, it's something like CBDCs is just, just something I just don't trust. The great thing is like, is, is it so easy to argue against? Like if, like, if they're not doing it right, if they, if they, you know, put in all of these like things that right off, you're like, Ooh, red flag, red flag, red flag. You just say, oh, this is what China did, and this is why it didn't turn out. You know, you, you get you get some politician up there making those points, and you can, you, you, and you turn the tide pretty quick. You're like, the the great thing is, like, we ha- we have other alternatives, and like, with cryptocurrency, the government no longer has a monopoly on 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 units of exchange. You know, like like if if a if a company can accept Bitcoin or the or the government currency, like that that means that we have a choice. Um, they no longer have the monopoly. It's no longer, hey, we're only accepting Canadian dollars or we're no longer just accepting US dollars. Like, the, if, And if the government doesn't have the monopoly, that, that gives us power because now you're looking at you know, this, this competition where if the government wants us to use their unit of exchange, which they will because it gives them more insight, it does give them, it is going to afford them more control in some regards, they're going to have to hit to, to, to come to us with something that we're going to be content with because we will have alternatives. And they could go at it like China has and just ban everything else. But, you know, I think the fact that China has done that works in our favor because, you know, we, the U.S., Canada, Australia, the, the places we don't want to be like are like China and Russia. Like, like you know, there's still these, these Cold War attitudes in a lot of places where, you know, if you say, oh, this is what the Russians are doing, you're doing it just like the Russians or just like the Chinese. Like, that's a, that's a, that's, that's comes with a lot, a lot of heft. And I think politically, it, it gives us a, a lot, a lot of bargaining power to, to, to try, like, to, to get something better. And this is, you know, I think decades, but um, it's, an- I, 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 like, I'm not like, like, like you say, oh, the, the government's going to do, do it wrong and we're going to be stuck with it. And I disagree because with this, with this privatization of, of the, of, of currencies with this, you know, increased competition, it creates options. Yeah. No, Just like, like, like Air Canada, for example, Air Canada is a crown corporation, right? But there's other competition in, or at least they used to be. I'm not sure if they still are actually. But anyway, uh, but there's but they were never the only airline in the country. Um, and you know there were benefits to Air Canada. Like Air Canada got you know sub, some sub subsidization and, and whatnot. They got like some pri- some priorities in certain plate airports. But they weren't the only ones. And if they weren't doing a good job, like you know if if they were you know canceling flights and, and losing baggage, nobody would fly with them. You know we'd all fly WestJet or we'd all fly with with other airlines. And I think the cryptocurrency will be similar where, you know, like if, if they bring us something that's, you know, half-assed, excuse my language, um, then we're, we're going to, you know, be like, oh, well, well, I'll just use Bitcoin then. I'll just use Doge then. Yeah. Like, you know, what? like, I think this is a huge catalyst for, for governments to do it right. And if they do it wrong, this is a huge catalyst to keep trying until they get it right. Yeah. I, th- I don't know if I made a, I get that, man, you made some really interesting points there. 
I mean, I did, I think I did say like, I just wouldn't use them. Um, but like you make some really good points in terms of like, it, it's force it, it forces them to do, to get it right or to, to make it a lot better at least than, than it currently is. Oh, that, I never, never thought of it that way, but yeah. Unless of course they go like China and ban, ban all those and say, you have to use this one, but I don't see that happening. I think that we're, we're a little bit, no, no, we're well past that. Yeah, if they were trying to do that now, it. Like, was it? They tried banning Bitcoin, and then I was it. Some people stood in Congress or started in the Senate or something, and said, "Okay, we have no way of doing it. We can't. We can't even. We may not even. We shouldn't even bother trying." I mean, that was the power of Bitcoin and 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 Satoshi Nakamoto. So, like, it's like one of those things that. Man, can you imagine like the future? Like, if if like the the fact that the cryptocurrency, like sorry, the, the currency industry, period, is going to become decentralized, you know, like it's it's not not as, not not in the sense of like there's not like there there will still be central currencies, but it won't just be centralized around one currency. Like there will be multiple yeah. currencies. We are we are creating a, a we are creating competition in the currency space. That is just that is yeah. so powerful. Like my goodness, yeah, that's yeah, that's exciting. All right, that was really good. Um, so we'll move on to the uh, Zcash debate. Now, this was an interesting debate because I really fucked up at the end. Okay, so where was that? Uh, okay, so here was the thing. I knew that the proof of stake and proof of work. Like, I knew you were going to win a lot of the points and it's in terms of decentralizations, in terms of participation in the community, and so forth. And so I was like, I was just prepared to concede all of that. Um, I was like, and I did. Hit. But then, like, my plan was to rip you on utility. Um, and I did a really poor job of it. Um, so the thing is, is that there, there are, like, a, a lot of issues with these wrapped tokens um, in terms of, like, centralization and security and privacy that I, I, I really just forgot to mention because of the way it moves from one blockchain to another. And then, and so, and this is, like, a really big issue. And if I if I ripped them to that point, because like Zcash at the end of the day, they do one thing well, and that's privacy. And that's and that's what they're about. And there, there's a there's actually a very significant issue with these wrapped tokens. And so like the whole proof of stake model, not having like the NEPA PALS framework where you can actually just use an atomic swap and move the coin straight over without having to worry about like the, this token wrapping and the smart contract, you know, other blockchain. Um it not that atomic swaps are the most private, but they're it's a lot more secure, right? and they do there is a higher level of privacy that comes with it. Um, and this is something that I just completely missed the ball on, on hmm. in terms of uh, why to argue for proof of work. Like Neva Pals also brings like these amazing things, like uh, like lightweight, like these super lightweight clients that are lighter than SPV wallets or. Uh, or offline transactions or logarithmic space mining and all sorts of other things. And it, like, it's a phenomenal framework and only proof of work blockchains can, ha- can implement this. Yes. And so this would be like- I should have talked about that when we did Ethereum Classic. Yeah, you should have, because that's one of the things that they're proposing, oddly enough. Uh, um, I, I did mention Nepal Paz briefly. Yeah, so it was- um, so the, if this was something I just completely missed the ball on, and I just essentially conceded the whole debate to Ryan and and complete and lost. 
<laughs> so I lost, like, I knew I was already doing bad in the debate. I mean, it's like our first time, like, debate, like a second debate ever. And uh, we just kind of did, and we did not, we, we did not know what we were debating until probably a couple of days before. Right? And then we were busy with all sorts of other things. So a lot of it was done last minute and stuff, but I was prepared to handle this and I did a really poor job. But when I look into the Zcash framework more, all right, there was a lot of problems in terms of like their decentralization with, with proof of work, um, the, the issue with their throughput with 27 uh, transactions per second. Uh, and, and there's a lot in, in like terms of participation, centralization, like we, got, we, we get it. But I had no clue until a couple of days ago where I was, I went and looked at Zcash and their compliance you can keep your privacy and still stay compliant with the European regulations, mm. US regulations. And I realized at that point, their fundamentals are phenomenal. Is that where it's audit, like they've maintained the audit, auditability? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, because like one of the things is like, Coinbase has a very high bar in terms of like regulation, because especially now they're a public public exchange. And the fact is, is that it says a lot about Zcash that you're able to buy uh, Zcash on Coinbase itself. They would never accept Monero. There's no chance. But the thing is, is that a lot of people want privacy. We can see like, look, people, there's a huge VPN market. I mean, I don't know how many YouTubers I've seen in advertise a VPN at this point, or um, when it comes to um, uh, messaging apps, like uh, Tens of millions of people. I mean, not, WhatsApp is not private anymore, but a lot of people think it is. Or like Signal is really popular, um, and and Wicker and 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 so forth. But either way, the privacy market is huge. And one thing is that we all want private transactions, day to day transactions, and it's important that we have this. And Zcash has the right balance between regulation, sorry, being regulatory friendly and, and compliant and privacy and no other coin really has that in the market. And so like, even though they have these problems that they gotta solve, they need a better proof of work. They need to solve the issue of like having a few mining pools. Like my record, and I know like we talked about this offline and this is a very controversial statement what I'm about to make, um, but like maybe like you can monitor like the hashing power and like give like a max, like each mining pool can only have a maximum hashing power. And then if it starts to go over, you start to take some of the rewards. And the that's people, really interesting, right? It's kind of kind of like with stake pools, where um, yeah, like if, if you have too if you have too much, you you then are sure. decent de incentivized. Like you're incentivized to have smaller pools. Yeah, but then what you could do is put those rewards aside. You know, originally I was talking, you'd say, oh, let's just put it into uh, was it the treasury? But I think what a better option is this: incentivize them to move. So once there's enough rewards, like there will be people that will want to move to go collect those rewards that were not given. And so that, I mean, it's so it still hmm. stays with the miners. I mean, Zcash already has a treasury system for themselves. And so you don't, I don't know if you really need to add more. So like, but like the fundamentals for private payments it's, is just amazing. It really is. Hmm. I think if you can make like, okay, I still really do stand on the side of proof of work because of the issue with these cross-chain transactions and these wrapped tokens. But if you can make to me that you can gain just as much privacy as you do with atomic swaps or even more privacy, which would even be better, then I will, then I will change my stance and with, 
and move the proof of stake for Zcash. I'm a more of a proof of stake guy, but in the case of but in the case of Zcash in, in terms of privacy, I believe proof of work is the better model. I don't hmm. I hear these comments in the community with like proof of work is more secure. That's just not the case. Is um in fact proof of stake is probably even more is more definitely more decentralized and probably more secure. I mean proof of work is more resilient, but it, the argument for for security is gone but in terms of like privacy and preserving privacy for for consumers proof of work in my opinion is actually significantly better than than proof of stake because zcash is not necessarily the currency people will be using people will want to use like what they have in like their in their portfolio like and move it over to the zcash network for their pri- and make their payments privately and that and zcash has like they have a lot of problems they got to fix a lot, but the core fundamentals of Zcash are phenomenal. And I, and when I, and I realized it's like, Oh, this is like, they, yes, they've lost 90% of their community. Yes. They got problems with their mining algorithm. They need to move to something that is not, that is ASIC resistant. And they also have to deal with the mining pool problem to make it more decentralized, but these are fixable problems. Because also moving the proof of stake requires so much work too. Like, like you can already see the problems with like Ethereum had uh, with moving the proof of stake because they were supposed to get there a long time ago and they're still doing it. I think they're finally getting there this, this December. But it, um, I realize this is a massive, massive potential for in terms of utility. And I, I think that this is something that I don't think is talked enough about in the Zcash community because you got like these guys that are just all about privacy and they're just talking about using like the Zcash coin, but that's not where the real value is. The real value is getting people to use their other currencies on the Zcash network for payments. And hmm. that, and that's amazing. That is, that's, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. But I would concede the argument, though, if you can prove to me that these cross-chain transactions are just as private or more private with proof of stake using these wrapped tokens, um, because uh, I'm not as knowledgeable in this area, but as, as far as my knowledge takes me, like this is where, it, where, where it's at, um, then I'll concede and say proof of stake is significantly better for uh for Zcash hmm. because, because, because of the participation, the decentralization that you get on the Zcash network would be just so much better. But as far as my knowledge goes, proof of work currently should be the better, uh, inter- should be better for um, Zcash. If you know differently, leave us a comment and we'll debate it at a later date. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> oh. but yeah, that, that was like really cool. Um, I think this was like a really good podcast. I think we really touched up on a lot of interesting things when it came to Hedera, uh, Zcash. If you've, if you've watched for any of our, any of our other podcasts, we're going to be using this channel, uh, Weird Internet Money, just to talk about a lot of things ad hoc, uh, just you know, what happens during the week. We can Sometimes we'll talk about news here, just our, what we're excited about and our, our opinions of different things. Um, but I think we'll periodically, we will also debrief some of our, some of our debates and give you a little bit more insight on kind of what we think about after we've had kind of time to, to sleep on it. Um, so I think that that wraps it up for, for what I've, I've got today. Um, so, so thanks so much for anybody, anybody who made it through and, uh, and listened to us this far. We hope that you'll listen to us again next week. All right. Perfect. All right. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.